Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Wait, why are we getting the siren? I'm here. I just, uh, I needed a little extra pep. Okay. <laughs> well, usually you do that when we're not paying attention and we're about to go on air. No. So, or, or when something is wrong. <laughs> no, but see, the siren is so universal. It's really just me. It's an Austin Horton exclamation point. Okay. It right. can be happy. It can be mad. It can be sad. It's just, that's, it's my emotions. All right. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from Studio One. Yeah, yeah. Here at our uh, Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. We are back home. We are we are back into our normal studio. Now, we like to keep our listeners informed uh, in kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Austin is now at a new soundboard with a new computer system, which looks like... Seriously, uh, I know it's cliche, but it, it looks like the Star Wars Death Star. I mean, it's it is fancy, and it's a similar setup to Studio uh, Two. So I'm I'm hoping you're you're a little comfortable, uh, Austin, and it won't be quite so hectic today. But how's the new setup? The the colors are slightly different. Okay. On this board, than is that going to be a problem? Board. I don't believe it will be a problem. No. Uh, it this one has you see this button here that closes your garage. So. If you've left I your garage it. open, you at can home, close that for I got me? you. Just, just holler. I think I forgot to lock my car. You think you could? Uh, oh, that's a uh, yeah, right. Uh, seven six. Got it. You know one Oops, thing. That's the car alarm. Uh, can, I, can I tell you one thing? Is I forget to lock my car all the time now because my old car, uh, I did not have a key fob. You know, so I had to lock it the old-fashioned way. And now with uh, my what? my new used vehicle, like I never forget to, hit, or I never remember to hit lock on the key fob, but also don't lock it the old-fashioned way. So it's really like the the worst of of all worlds. Your car was so old it did not have a fob. Well, it didn't have a fob. I don't know if that's because of its age or I just bought a car that didn't have a fob. I don't know. My old car was an '09, I think. That's about when fobs became mainstream. So I so. didn't. Ha- I didn't have a fob. Did it have power windows? It had power windows. Oh well. Did it have cruise control? It had cruise. It control. It was fully loaded. Oh nine style, huh? 
Did I ever tell you about the car I drove when I, this would be when I was in high school. It was a, an old Honda Civic. It, it was an amazing automobile because it got great gas mileage, which, which was terrific. But it didn't have power anything, anything, zero. Power steering, no power windows, no power anything except for a power sunroof for some reason. <laughs> well, because they didn't want to put a little uh, crank up on the roof. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I didn't need a sunroof in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, let alone a power sunroof. And uh, I'll tell you what. Parallel parking without power steering is really something. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's really something. I can only imagine because I've never had to do it without power steering. And that's... Uh, you, I've done the most parallel parking in my life in college. I don't know why. It's just uh, the parking at the w- was not good. And that's when I had my no power steering. It was it was something else. Anyway, here we are uh, back in Studio One, which also uh, means that we're back in the icebox because this room is the coldest room ever, where Hans and Scotty just love it. I like it too, I mean, man. Hans I like and Scotty cool. just love it. And meanwhile, I feel like... I feel like uh, Dan Aykroyd in the the Great Outdoors, where they're they're talking about uh, heating the flu or whatever, and he says, "Meanwhile, the human beings and the, the human beings in the room are freezing to death." <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's how I feel. Like, meanwhile, the human beings are freezing to death. But Hans and Scotty just love it, and apparently you do too. I'd rather it be cold than hot. That's for dang sure. Well, sure. I mean, I'd rather have it. You can put more clothes on. Yeah, At yeah. some point, you take so enough clothes off, you go to jail. No, if we're talking extremes, I'm with you. Well, it's we are talking extremes. But if we're talking, if we're talking work conditions, you know, I'd rather have it a touch on the warm side than freezing cold. You're hardly in the dust bowl of the depression, Jake. <laughs> Stop with your unionization talk. Uh, but we're we're here. It's good to be back. In Look for the one. label union. Kind of union label. Uh, what is that? Is it, is it actually this? The thermostat in here is is funny because I turned the thermostat all the way up, and so it Don't will do be. That. It will be a thousand degrees in here uh, uh, by the time I bet the three o'clock hour rolls around. There's no middle ground. Austin. There is middle ground. Either that air conditioner is is full on carrier style, uh, creating <laughs> snow in here, or it's an oven. There's just no middle ground. There is middle ground. Turn it to snowmaker and bring a coat with you. But I like did an not, adult. I did not do that today. What? Like an adult? You it's never. Ju- you and Gordon. Lie. You so? It's We've July. worked here how many years? How many uh, years, sir? Uh, um, yeah. Nine. Speaking of Gordon, he would. You know what he would be doing today? Uh, it's it, how wonderful is this cloud cover? There's even a little, a little, a little bit of rain out there, which it hasn't rained for like a month. And you know Gordon would be complaining about this today. You think he would? Yes, because he's crazy. He wants it 103 degrees every single day. That is nuts. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's just lunacy. He'd be like, I like it when the sun's out. Be like, this today, today weather-wise is amazing. I love today. Oh, it's so true. I saw the cloud cover when I got up this morning. I was like, oh, today is going to be a good day. Yeah, I'm similar. I I did my usual summer uh, July Utah morning wake up where I woke up, saw that it was daytime and cursed and then delayed as long as I could having to go outside Uh because I don't like, you know, melting to the asphalt. And then once I did get outside, I thought, oh, what was I waiting for? This is a day to be outside, man. This is the day to be outside. Yeah, it's great. 
It's great. This is why, and not to, we'll get to sports here in one second, but this is why I don't think I could live in Phoenix or Las Vegas. For example, when we, we used to go down and uh, cover the Southern League in Las Vegas, you know, it, it's summer in Utah, if you walk out your door at 6 o'clock in the morning, it's nice, right? It's, it's, it's downright pleasant. Things cooled off overnight. I don't get how people do Vegas in July when you walk out your front door and it's already 99 degrees. And it feels, you just get no relief. It literally feels like uh, the witch. You're, you're Gret, Hansel and Gretel, and you've entered the witch's oven. <laughs> it's like we're jumping right into this today. We're going we're gonna to get Good right morning, into Good morning, you'll the, hate today. Get right into this heat. We stayed at, uh, we stayed at the Hard Rock one year. Had a lot of good stories from the old Hard Rock, right by the pool. <laughs> it was great, uh, but it, it's not far from Thomas and Mac, right? It's two blocks, three blocks, something like that. Uh, and uh, we we were like, let's walk it, let's walk it, man. I'm gonna walk this thing. <laughs> that happened once <laughs> <laughs> for a couple blocks. For a couple blocks, it was like 112. It's like, this is <laughs> lunacy. This is craziness. You hired a cab from then on? No, no, just. Just drove. Oh, you had a car. Oh. We had a car, yeah. Wait, you had a car and you were going to walk? But the idea of staying so close to Thomas and Mac was that we didn't have to have the hassle of well, that's moving why the car or Why whatever. did you have a car? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, we, oh, well, Austin, we're not, uh, you know, the, the, the company's not rolling a dough, man. We drove down there. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you flew down there. And no. You could have just Ubered to the hotel. Pretty much. Oh, I don't know. Of all the stuff I've covered in Vegas, I don't know if I've ever flown. It is kind of, if you're the money decider here in the company, it's kind of like, no, you can drive to Vegas. You can, you can drive. You'll be all right. And then. Do, you, do you have a grandma that lives near there you can it, stay with? You or? can, yeah. No, uh, it, it's not a bad. I like to drive to Vegas, actually. It doesn't rain. Stay outside. And you don't have to rent a car when you're down there because, you know. That's what I was saying. I was surprised you were renting a car. So, But you drove your own car. I drove my own car, yeah. Okay. But I'm telling you, if 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 they stay if if they say at the Hard Rock, which I don't even know exists anymore, does it? Is the Hard Rock still there? I have no idea. But anyway, if they ask you if you want a room overlooking the pool, that may sound cool. It's not. Say no. Say no to that one. Because even if there's nobody at the pool, which is the case in the middle of July in Las Vegas, there's still a DJ that starts at about 8.30 a.m. No. Yes. Even when it's empty? <laughs> I'm telling you, yes, there was not, not, a, live not a soul at the pool because it was scorching hot and you'd have to be a lunatic to be at the pool. But they've The water still, was bubbling? They've still got a DJ. <laughs> not a live DJ. And a live DJ. Stop I'm, it. Live DJ. I'm not kidding. Wow. Because it's the Hard Rock. They have a reputation to maintain, I guess. For who? No one's there. Right. That's what I thought. What a waste of money. My favorite part of that, though, is uh, I've told this story before. The first night we got down there when we were staying at the at the Hard Rock for Summer League, I'm just getting ready for bed, you know? I'm turning in around 10.30 or 11 because I'm there to work, you know? I'm, I'm long drive. And you're you. That's and you go I'm, to bed. And yeah. I, I'm me. Yes, I do. I go to bed. So the room next to me, though, because let's, let's face it, the walls in that hotel, not, uh, not terrific. The room next to me, all I hear is just... Hair dryers and uh, uh, conversation, and uh, uh, you could almost hear the the bottle popping on the champagne. You know, a little pre gaming, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Come, I don't know, 
two, three in the morning, this this probably is not going to be good. Because these is obviously a group of friends down to have fun in Vegas because that's really the point of Vegas, right? So it's it's no, it's not really their fault, but. Yeah, they were definitely loud in the middle of the night, and I was definitely frustrated. Uh, little did they know, though, that were they were staying next to a radio host who uh, was doing a show at 9 a.m. 9 the next morning. <laughs> and let's just say, I didn't make a whole lot of effort to be quiet. You, you were loud that morning, were you? I was. I, I well, well, you know, we're, we're doing radio, man. I, we, we've got to enunciate. And so, I enunciated. So you did your show opposite of the day you did your show from the ninth tee at Correct. the U.S. Open or the Utah Open yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, the, the completely opposite. Where it was, I'm talking loud. And by the way, they moved rooms. I won. Good for you. You made them leave. I won. That's what we like to hear here at the Zone. We talk so loud and so annoying that you want to change rooms. Yep. We win. How about that? Anyway, who would you rather be next door to on vacation? Some radio zoo morning host, or or the, the squad going out for, yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, well, it depends on what I was down there to do, right? <laughs> I guess that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most of the time when I'm when I'm in uh, Las Vegas for recreational purposes, uh, I'll take the bachelorette party. But if I'm down there to work, give me the radio bozo. Okay. <laughs> That oh, was man. an adventure. All right. Uh, we have a lot to do today. Howard Beck is going to join the show coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. Howard normally on Fridays, but uh, we are going to be off this Friday in celebration of Pioneer Day. And so uh, Howard is going to join us today instead. And then Locke, for the entire 5 o'clock hour, is going to be on the show the day before the Jazz re-debut. Which is awesome to think about, Austin. We are 24, a little over, I guess, what are we, 20, a little over a day away. 28 from, um, hours. Thank you. Uh, from uh, jazz basketball returning in some way, shape, or form, and I am excited. In fact, 27 hours and 44 minutes and 25 seconds. Let's get to that in the split story of the day. Let's talk a little jazz basketball. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, it's good. I think it's going to look, and frankly, I think some of the, the seeding games will look like this too. Uh, you're going to be trying to get your stars, A, to, you know, these first ones are 10 minutes long. These are college-length games, you know, 10-minute quarters, college-length games. They're not running, you know, if you're Utah, if you're, if you're Quinn Snyder, I'm not running Donovan or Rudy out there, probably not playing them all three games and probably playing them 20 minutes in these games. Like, yeah. I, I want them to get some time out there. I want them to get some their legs under them a little, but I'm not pushing. I mean, there's nothing to push for here. The push comes in a few weeks, and I'm I'm still trying to ease guys back and avoid injuries um, and, and get just get guys back back and, and like as we've discussed many times and it, you know everybody has the only way to get in game shape is to play some games so you've got to get the guys out there but I don't think you're going to see especially from these I think you're going to see some funky lineups and Doc Rivers today well I don't actually I was about to say he's going to start his starting lineup he doesn't have Patrick Beverly but he's going to start some guys but you know they're going to be deep into their rotation quickly 
That was Kurt Heelan uh, from Hanson Scott. He was at yesterday, I believe. Uh, Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports. I- is it bad that I was trying to think of how to craft a Tom Thibodeau joke when I was uh, hearing him talk about, like, well, you know, just play him 20 minutes a game, kind of ease him back? That's not Tom Thibodeau style. Maybe going the full 48, full out, game one. And but, it- Coach, we haven't <laughs> played in four months. I do not care. Which I kind of like. You're going the whole way tonight. And by the way, did I tell you? We're going full court press <laughs> the whole time. Boxing one? Forget about it. Man to man, full court, 94 feet, 48 minutes. Go. Taking one TV timeout. You can have a drink at halftime and after the game. Nobody likes grinding what are you here their to players do? out. Are you like here to work or are you here to play? Uh, all right. Jazz back at it tomorrow. And I, I expect what uh, what Kurt does as well. You know, this is going to be a scrimmage. They'll treat it like a scrimmage. Um, Rudy and Donovan will play limited. I bet they play almost the whole time together, though. Uh, and we'll, we'll see some other things. And, and, Austin, maybe we can get uh, thoughts from listeners. Uh, give us some ideas uh, of what you're keeping an eye out for as we're restarting. We have this odd situation of a, a season abruptly ending, and all the storylines that went along, along with it, Austin, are almost forgotten because it feels so long ago. And now we're re-kicking things off coming up tomorrow, and I'm just wondering what uh, what people are, are going to be really paying attention to. And you can uh, you can tweet at us at Austin Horton at Jake Scott Zone. We can do some open mics today if you want to uh, go to the Zone Sports Network app. Uh, go to the open mic feature. You can record up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send, and it goes right to Austin in the control room. But I think there are a number of, of really good storylines, broad and narrow, uh, that are worth exploring. Number one for me is kind of a tie, Austin. It's either Rudy Donovan chemistry or Mike Conley confidence. Because Rudy and Donovan, not not chemistry from like the drama standpoint, but but from a big overall jazz, big decision need to be made standpoint, Rudy and Donovan have to work on the floor. It has to click. Here in Orlando? Well, they have to... Well, it's not all or nothing, I guess. I mean, it, it's going to be progress regardless. But it's it's got... You know, if the jazz are going to max out both Rudy and Donovan, they have to be sure that their game's fit together because that means they're going to be on the same team for a long time and they're going to be relied upon to do the vast majority of the work absolutely yes so i i when i say chemistry i guess i'm not talking about uh who's mad at who i'm talking about how is their pick and roll connection how is their connectivity on defense those sorts of things sure. I, I think is is critical to how the Jazz proceed and what their roster looks like going forward. And so that that is kind of what I'm, I'm talking about when it comes to chemistry. The other thing, Mike Conley, Gordon and I, this is something we actually agree on because we don't agree on much. I'm just kidding. Uh, is that Mike Conley is going to be responsible for a lot of that Bogdanovich production. He is. And he's capable of doing it because he he's capable of doing more than he did at times this season. Yeah, I, I also agree with what Thurl said, and I think you would as well, that he can't make up all of what no, Boyan no, no, Bogdanovich. No, 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 of course not. He just has to, and it's Conley's got to be top of his game, Moutier when he gets his chances, Jordan Clarkson is going to be absolutely key in this stretch there in Orlando, and I think, honestly, I think Jordan Clarkson is a must 
bring back for the Utah Jazz, but that's another discussion for another time. To answer your question, if it's Conley confidence or Rudy Donovan chemistry, I would say this, Jake. I think that this Orlando thing is so unique and so weird and so unexpected and so uh, uncertain that I'm not sure you're making any real heavy-weighted decisions on Donovan or Rudy based on what you see in Orlando either way. Except you have to. Do you? Yeah. Why? Because Rudy's eligible for an extension this offseason. But we don't know what they're going to do with the salary cap. We don't know what's going to change because of the pandemic. Those things are all still up in the air. Yeah, but that doesn't affect the timing. Well, you better have known then before, Orlando, what you're going to be doing. Because you can't decide on this pandemic-shortened little weird bubble life in Orlando, eight regular, eight quote-unquote regular season games, and then hopefully uh, an extended playoff stay, that can't be weighted the same or heavier than what you've already seen from the two, can it? Um, heavier? No, no, maybe not. But it's certainly part of the equation, and it's your latest data. I mean, it's it's part of the equation. But I think we're I think you and I are dis- I think we would disagree on how much a part of the equation. I think if the Jazz are doing their job, this is a, 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 like an addendum to their deciding on what to do with Donovan and Rudy rather than the focus, rather than starting on what we see in Orlando and then going out No, there. I hear you. I mean, the, the Jazz didn't just wake up this morning and think, oh, we got to make a decision on this guy. Yeah, right. I got you. I, and they've, they've, they're more aware of all this stuff than we are, of course. And that's why I but, go with Conley's confidence, by the way, is, okay. is to finish that. Is, I think that that's more of my focus than Donovan Rudy. But, uh, I mean, let's not pretend that NBA teams don't make uh, personnel decisions based on playoff performances all the time. Yeah, but this is just a weird playoff situation. Yeah, it's still a playoff situation. Well, what, what, if the, what if the Wizards somehow win the whole title? I don't think that's going to happen. But what if? But we, we still have certain expectations of players, and they need to go out and perform, and playoffs are playoffs. I mean, you look at the Jazz. They decided to um, acquire Bogdanovich and Mike Conley because of two playoff series against the Houston Rockets. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. So Those are regular playoff right. situations. But, but let, me, let, me, let me add on to your thought about, uh, about production uh, and Bogdanovich's absence real quick. And, and you're right. You know, it's going to take a, a, a group effort nonetheless. But Bogdanovich was the number two scoring option on this team. That's the, the number two offensive guy. That's a huge role. So I guess technically the answer is yes, everybody's going to have to make up for it. And, th- and that makes a lot of sense. But who's the number two now? And that's got to be Mike Conley. And that's a huge role on any team. I mean, I guess Rudy could be the number two, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think the other team's going to let that happen. So I think it's got to be it's got to be Mike Conley. It's got to. And what was he averaging, 16 points I thought it there was, over the last four games? Uh, yeah, something like that. And shooting the ball uh, a lot better. And he can be the number two with those averages for sure. You can even dip a little to his probably his season average. Now, if he is the number two, what was he? What was he? Fourteen points a game over the whole season. Yep. So he can be that if Donovan's giving you twenty-four. But if he's not, then you've got to give a little more somewhere else. I also think Joe Ingles has got to be a little more Joe Ingles of old than what we saw this year. So thirteen point eight is what Conley okay. was at for the for the season, and uh, you look at Mitchell twenty-four point two, Bogdanovich twenty. Rudy, 
Maybe Mike above Conley, Rudy to 18. Yeah. You know, Jordan Clarkson, 15.6. Mike Conley, 13.8. And here's the thing. I, I know that, uh, you know, offensive options, uh, it's not measured solely on points. But if you did measure it solely on points, Mike Conley right now on this team is your number five. And he needs to be the number two. They and, need a number yeah. two. They need a, a 20-point-per-night type of offensive guy. He was the number five with Bullion playing. Right. Now what it will be when Bullion is not taking that volume. True. And that's where I think he has, he has a really terrific opportunity to shine in this situation. I guess is long and short of it. He's really got an opportunity to fit. Oh, I'll give you another example. Donovan Mitchell getting drafted when Gordon Hayward left. All of a sudden, there was this monstrous opportunity that somebody needed to to avoid. Somebody needed to fill. Somebody had to take shots. Remember that that team? Of course, we do. It was only a couple of years ago, but they they had zero offense. My take yeah. in that offseason was, wow, the Jazz are going to score sixty five points a game. Suddenly, Rodney Hood was being talked about as a thirty point a game right? guy. Yeah. yeah, everybody's oh, Rodney is going to going to fill that. No problem. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> Willie. And lo and behold, we see this rookie who who gets an opportunity that pretty much no rookie ever gets. Because Rodney had to go throw up before tip-off. Because Rodney's inconsistent. And so Quinn yeah. Turner said, who one. do I have? Yeah. Donovan, get out there. Get out there. And all of a sudden, you're asking a, a rookie who's a late lottery pick to take 15 to 20 shots a game, and you're just saying, here, here you go. And Donovan Mitchell turned out to be the, the right person for that opportunity because he thrived. So, different situation, I know, but there's a huge opportunity for Mike Conley. And if he thrives, I mean, he could come out of this thing looking really, really good. But it didn't look really good before this all ended, with those last few games aside. So, all right. We'll get to more jazz conversation, obviously, throughout the day. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. How come all the pretty girls like you are taken, baby? I've been looking for someone like you to save me. Life's too easy to be so damn complicated. Take your time and I'll be waiting. Keep me in mind. Somewhere down the road you might get lonely. Keep me in mind. And I pray someday that you will love me only. I think about <laughs> All right. The, the open I mic is fired up today. I like that. Uh, who was that? Uh, Dwight. Shout out to Dwight. Um, I, I get that there's some doubt surrounding... So Conley is Dwight's favorite player. <laughs> I get that there's some doubt surrounding Mike Conley. I, I don't think what Dwight's talking about there is an option because Mike was brought aboard this team to play a role that desperately needed to be played. They needed more talent. They need more offensive explosion. That's why they traded for him. They still need it. And Mike is the one who needs... <laughs> to be more productive. He does. That's that's what he's being paid to do. That's what he was brought here to do. There's been some some awkward fit, I get, that hasn't made it perfect, but it doesn't mean that the Jazz 
still don't need it. Uh, they still need Mike. They need Mike Conley to play well. They do. And there's not another player on the roster that is as capable of of doing what the Jazz need as Mike Conley. And maybe it doesn't come natural to him, but that's that's what the team has to figure out, and that's what the coaching staff has to figure out. Because think about it this way, Austin, uh, and I'm just bringing up Austin not because I'm like chiding him or anything. I'm just currently looking yeah. at I'm just currently looking at <laughs> But think about this. A big storyline coming into this year, right? I, I heard Locke talk a lot about this, and Locke will be on with us in the entire 5 o'clock hour. Mike had never played alongside another dynamic guard. I mean, honestly, the best guard he probably played alongside, if I'm forgetting anybody, let me know, but is what, Tony Allen? <laughs> and that dude was was great because he was a defensive Stud, right? I mean, certainly, like, certainly, much different than somebody like Donovan Mitchell. So Mike, he got the luxury, especially these last couple of years in Memphis. To to he, it was his show, man. On offense, he's he's dribbling. He has the ball. He's deciding what's going on out there. Now he has to play next to another guard that has similar abilities and needs to have the ball as well. So how do you make that work? And I have sympathy for the dilemma because. Austin, I, I think you brought this up off the air. Maybe, maybe it was uh, was on the air. Well, it was on the air. You're asking you're asking somebody who's played one way for his entire career to fit into a different role, because the role of have the ball in your hand the whole time is not an option for the Jazz. It's just not, because then you're asking you're you're basically um, uh, uh, making Donovan change, and Donovan's a better player than Mike Conley. It's Mike who needs to fit. With Donovan. Now, the good news is, and you brought this up last segment, Austin, you're right on the money. With no Bogdanovich, there's now a lot more shots to go around. So maybe. Or at least opportunity for more shots, right? Yeah. So, but there's a difference between having, uh, being a ball dominant player and being a guy that shoots a lot, right? I mean, Bogdanovich, he doesn't have the ball a lot. Now, he may shoot it every time he gets it, but it's not like he's initiating a lot of it. Mike Conley, to be at his best, needs to be initiating it. So does Donovan Mitchell. So just the opportunity is there for a bunch of shots, but they're not going to be Mike Conley's normal shots. It's just not. Maybe more of those. Maybe there's more opportunity, but it's different kinds of shots that are out there. But the point, the, the, the fact still remains that he's the most capable player on this team of being your number two offensive option with no Bogdanovich. And to define offensive option, you mean creating and taking more shots. Right. Now, I, I'm kind of eliminating Jordan Clarkson from this discussion because his, his role is completely different, right? I mean, he's your bench guy that you want to shoot every time he touches the ball, and you want the ball in his hands 100% of the time because he's usually out there with your second unit. Which, as we've uh, another running storyline that we completely forgot about because the NBA hasn't played in several months was scoring off the bench. Remember what a big topic of conversation that was. In fact, the whole reason they traded for Jordan Clarkson in the first place because anytime uh, any of the starters took a breather, the the offense just uh, took a break. It went down by twenty for yeah. half a quarter. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm not including Jordan Clarkson in this conversation because he's kind of like the the slot receiver. His role is very. Very unique. I'm talking about crunch time, fourth quarter, close game. Who are your guys? 
And maybe Jordan Clarkson can play part of that role, but I think it needs to be Mike Conley. He's the most capable to do it. He's done it in the past. they got to figure it out. But it can't come at the expense of Donovan, and that's been the, that's been the problem the whole season. Let me ask you this. If Mike Conley could change one thing about how he has been and will be used by the Utah Jazz, what do you think it would be? He probably wanted he wanted to do what he did in Memphis. Ideal world, you know, n- no teammates and hurt feelings and that sort of thing aside. But he, I'm sure he wants yes. the ball the whole time. And to Locke's point, he didn't have dynamic guards, but he did have capable rollers on that pick and roll. Well, and that's was... that's basement capable. To to um, I, that Zach Randolph was a great screener and he could hit a, a 15 footer. And he was dominant down low. You had Marc Gasol, who turned into a, an all-star and defensive player of the year. But that's, He had some really good guys that could pick and roll. Right now you've got Rudy, who's really, really, really good at picking. Not so much roll to shoot, but roll to dunk. But well, everyone knows that's what he's going to do when but, he rolls. But that, that's the problem. Roll. Uh, I know. That's the. It's a different. If it, it's a different type of pick and roll entirely. It's a different play. It's a. It's actually not a pick and roll. It's a pick and pop. And that's what Memphis ran forever. Zach Randolph wasn't an at the rim player. I don't. It, Conley talked about this when he first got here. I remember because I was at the media availability when he threw his first lob in practice. He's like, I haven't thrown a lob in a decade. And yeah, Randolph was a back to the basket. Yeah, guy when he was Randolph was a, a dump the ball in more traditional Carl Malone like go to work Zebo, and Mark Gasol was never an at the rim guy. He's always been a pick and pop guy. So it's it's similar, but even that is different, and that's been an issue because his his connectivity on the pick and roll with Rudy has taken some getting used to. And so if that is his one wish to change how he has and will be used. It's kind of a, a wishing into the wind because you don't have the other side of what he had in Memphis. Right. Well, it is wishing into the wind because that role is not available on the Jazz. It's not. You're not going to give Mike Conley the ball the whole time because then you're not letting your best player do what he does. You know, like I know that Damian Lillard's probably on a little bit higher plane than Donovan at the moment, but it'd be like Mike Conley going to Portland. And being like, well, give Mike Conley the ball the whole time. You look at Coach Stotts and go, are you insane? Yeah, right. And so then you, you go, well, why did the Jazz trade for Conley in that situation, knowing all this? It's because they thought then and do still now think that he can fit. That he can do it. And right. do it to a right. point where they can be a title contending team. And the truth is he needs to. And now it's up to him. Yeah. Yep. And he had injury this season. That That's not the biggest problem that he had. I don't, I'm not saying what I mean by that is his injury can't, his problems this year can't just be, oh, well, he was injured. No, but, but he's it was had, a factor. He's had adversity. Yes. It hasn't been. It's it, a new situation, right. new personnel that he's never had. Correct. And he was injured. And Quinn Snyder's system, admittedly from Coach Snyder, takes a while to get used to the verbiage and the communication part of it. And it's a new town. All that. His wife and, their, and his children. His wife is now pregnant. Right. There's all kinds of stuff that goes into Mike Conley not having lived up to the hype that I myself included when the Jazz traded for him. But you still have an opportunity here now, especially that Bogdanovich is not going to be right. out there on the floor. Now is the time. And especially because uh, $30 million might be difficult to trade. Oof. Although, you never know, it's an expiring deal, and if the salary cap goes down, maybe somebody would want an expiring contract. I don't know. Uh, But ideal situation, all that aside, they really need it to work. 
and work pretty soon. All right, we'll get to more coming up. Uh, thanks for the open mic, by the way. Um, keep those coming. Download our Zone Sports Network app. Go to the open mic feature. Record up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send, and it goes right to Austin uh, right there in the control room. All right, it is time for a back-to-basketball update. Let's get to it. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> uh, all right, a back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank. Let's start things off with a cut from Quinn Snyder talking about if his teams uh, will go to other games in Orlando. As far as the players go, that, that's something that's up to them. Certainly, you know, I think there's not only some entertainment value as far as being able to get out of the hotels and, you know, and do something that's a little bit different. Um, for us coaches, you know, I think, you know, there's certainly a scouting opportunity, uh, but I don't know, you know, to commit ahead of time to how many games or exactly, you know, what we're going to do. I, I think as people get more comfortable um, with the environment through the scrimmages, you know, that'll become more clear as well. Other news in the NBA, Clippers guard Patrick Beverly has left the bubble. Uh, he's addressing an emergency personal matter. He intends to rejoin the team in the future. Uh, if he continues to be tested while he's away, he will have a four-day quarantine when he returns. If he does not, that quarantine uh, will be two weeks. And that's another Back to Basketball update for you, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Got my toes in the water, toes in the sand. Not a worry in the world of cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. Well, a plane touched down just about three o'clock, and the city's still on my mind. Bikinis and palm trees. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is the Zach Brown Band, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Is it mean that we're we're go, we're burning through all Gordon's favorite bands while he's not here? No, it's a, you, you're complimenting Gordon's musical taste, Jake. That's what, that's all you're doing. We're, Gordon can't be with us. He's elsewhere, and so we thought, oh, let's include him on the show yeah, anyway. Yeah, he's still here. That's not what we were That's exactly doing. what we're doing. Not picking it so that he can't pick it? Let's go with yours. Okay. Yeah, let's go with yours. It sounds a lot better. All right, uh, I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention Jake from The Zone. When you call and get a fourth room for free, call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning, 801-288-9376, 801-288-9376. Uh, today's not a, there's not like a dominant 
dominant uh, sports story today. Other, you know, the Jazz coming back tomorrow is a pretty big deal. Obviously, that's where we're going to spend a lot of uh, of the show talking about that. But there seems to be a lot of other random newsy stuff out there that aren't uh, headline dominating, but uh, interesting anyway. I do like the newsies. That's a we watched that movie not too long ago. My daughter liked it. Have you seen the uh, Disney Plus Broadway version? I've seen the play in person. Oh, okay. It's much different than the movie. Uh, yes, it is much different. In fact, uh, the 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 love interest is the reporter, which I which yeah. Bill was, Pullman's character turned into a woman, and there and the the love interest was not the sister of Davy, but the reporter who. Well, we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, anyway. But sorry, uh, newsy things. Yes, uh, newsy things. Yes, not newsies. News. Um, Santa Fe. Jets owner Woody Johnson. Uh, Austin, you're familiar with him, I'm sure, although he has not been the acting owner of the Jets since 2017 because he has been serving as President Trump's ambassador to the United Kingdom. I thought you were going to say serving time. <laughs> no, not serving time. He's, he's over there in the good old UK. But there has been multiple reports and there's some controversy surrounding Woody, uh, Austin. And... Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not good. There's some like uh, he has a hobbit habit of commenting on women's appearance and some of the that stuff that's uh, that's been in the news. It's it's not good. There's also some uh, some comments, some racial comments about Black History Month and uh, in this administration. Yeah, uh, not uh, just some not good stuff from Woody. But one of the things uh, has come out. Actually, the incident that triggered the investigation into. Uh, uh, or review, I suppose, of Woody's performance over there as our uh, ambassador actually has a sports tie and not an NFL one at that. So President Trump reportedly, according to the uh, failing New York Times, uh, President Trump asked Woody to lean on the British government to get the British Open to be played at Trump Turnberry Golf Course. Which is where? In Scotland. Okay. <laughs> oh Which it actually that that course has uh, hosted the Open Championships before, but not since Donald Trump bought it, which was like 2015 or okay. something. Because I've heard that name before, the Turnberry name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now it's Trump Turnberry. But uh, so Woody Johnson's deputy said, "Yeah, you can't really do that. It's not how it works." And Woody Johnson did it anyway. Oh. And uh, that triggered a, a review into Woody's performance, which has since released or revealed some of this, some of this other stuff. And uh, the the report actually of the review has not been released yet, but at least one U.S. congressman is is calling for his reg uh, or woman, I suppose I don't know who it is, is calling for his resignation. But isn't that interesting that that he's leading on the the uh, the British government to. Uh, for the host location of the Open Championship. What, what's interesting about this is the British government has no role whatsoever. At all. <laughs> where the Open Championship is held. The Queen and, and Parliament are of no consequence to where this this golf tournament takes place. Now, I, I suppose a Boris Johnson could call... I don't even know who picks this uh, where the Open Championship the is PGA. located. It's not the PGA, because it's not a PGA Tour event, per se. Oh, I guess that's right. It's the, Euro the European arm of, of the right people. So it's like the USGA is in charge of the US Open, I, whatever the, the British equivalent of that is. Give Colin Montgomery a call. 
Right. I mean, I, I suppose the prime minister could call that body and say, hey, the, you'd be doing us a solid if you moved the tournament here. But by no means does the government really have any sort of role in where that tournament is, is played. Does it's, our government have any role in where the no, U.S. Open is no. played? Okay. Then why would they have any real, the other government have any role in I where the... I have no idea. <sighs> There's a pandemic happening! <laughs> but does this mean that that Trump is calling up the USGA and oh saying... Oh, my gosh. All Probably. Right, let's get this tournament to Mar-a-Lago. Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm mad. <laughs> so there's actually a sports tie to this controversy other than uh, Woody Johnson being the, the owner of the, of the New, York Net, uh, New, <laughs> New York Jets. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that story. Austin. I did it. <laughs> I'm really, really mad. Hey, hey, Boris Johnson. I don't even know if Boris was the prime minister Boris. at the time. Hey, Boris. Uh, Woody Johnson here. We're we're probably cousins. Uh, I think you should uh, you should have the British Open up there at uh, at Turnberry uh, in the upcoming years. Give me a call back. <laughs> and Boris says. You know, I don't really have anything to do with that, but... Uh, you know, Woody, I have nothing to do with the British Open. <laughs> anyway, so you there you want go. to call anybody else. So, uh, Woody may be back in New York uh, running the Jets into the ground sooner than expected. <laughs> Good news. Who knew? <laughs> Who knows? You ever got our guy Trevor Riley's take on Woody Johnson? No. Is he not a fan, I would guess? Uh, in some ways, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Woody did employ him for several years, so that's probably nice. Yeah, he's just got a few stories, that's all. Hmm. We'll have to ask him next time he's on. So he's, uh, just to throw this out there, he's owned the Jets for two decades, over two decades. You know how many times they made the playoffs? Once. Oh, no. Well, Twice. It's, it's Oh, wait, more than Chad that. Pennington they've, was in there. They've made the playoffs six times, but they haven't made the playoffs Have since they, 2010. When's the last time they won a playoff game? Oh, man. I don't know. In, in 2010, Aren't you a Jets they fan? No. I thought that, you were a no, Jets fan. No, Kevin Graham is a oh, Jets yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. And that is the perfect team, NFL team, for him to be a fan of, by Just the way. Just because they're terrible. Just because they're awful. And they always punch themselves right in the face. <laughs> and, for, and for a guy who's aggravated so easily, it's the perfect team for him to be a fan of. Oh, we ought to have a, a bet with him where he has to, if he loses a bet, he has to get a tattoo of the butt fumble. I like that. Over his left, uh, over his uh, heart. He, he was not a big fan of Sanchez. How could you be? Well, Sanchez did take him to the, uh, what was it, uh, the championship game, right? He was the quarterback when they were in the championship game. Yeah, I don't know if he took them to it. Or if he was along for said ride. I Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, like when Tim Tebow won a playoff game, I don't think he, he <laughs> took them to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, get, I, I see what you're getting at. All right. The Broncos made the second round of the playoffs, and Tim Tebow was on the team. He was on the team, and he did play. Yep. That did happen. All right, coming up next, we have What's Going On. We'll check in with the other shows. Uh, Joe, the Joe Ingles show was today, so we'll, uh, we'll get a little clip of that. And uh, Hanson Scotty talked a lot of college football. We'll get to, uh, into that conversation as well. It's all straight ahead right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.